What's up, everyone? This is Doug P. MTG with the second part of the grind. Now it's 3 a.m. I just got off work and hung out with some friends. And I've been thinking about magic all day in my next step of content creation. I'm very excited because I want to try and fuse music with magic some way. I haven't decided how until now. And I'm going to use Anchor to create my own radio station. But that's something I'm still fleshing out. I just wanted to start the episode talking about it because I'm very excited about it. Now, I've been talking to some people about what are my aims of the channel? What am I trying to do? And I spent the first portion of today updating and I keep updating and updating and sharing what I'm going to be doing and the changing plans, what led me to making this podcast. And I decided for my last portion of today to just talk about why I'm doing this. For the end of my first week of seven episodes, trying to do everyday podcasting, I just wanted to explain why I'm doing this channel. Now, I'm not doing a YouTube channel because I want to do a YouTube channel. I'm not doing a podcast because I want to do a podcast. I'm not being active on Twitter because I want to be active on Twitter. I'm not doing the Instagram account because I want to be on Instagram. Why I'm doing all these things is because I want to try and teach people some tools that might help them get to the Pro Tour. I want to qualify for the Pro Tour. I want my friends to qualify for the Pro Tour. I was so excited today when I tuned into the Grand Prix and saw that Jennifer Kratz was going to qualify and go compete on the Pro Tour. In MTG Alberta today, I shared a story about traveling to PPTQs in Calgary. And if you're wondering why I'm keeping my voice down a little bit, it's just because people are sleeping. Now, I was a competitive player trying to get to the Pro Tour. I had left Magic for a long time, and I had now come back to Magic. And I wanted to get to the Pro Tour pretty badly. I went to Atlanta because I spiked a RP2Q since my friend Lane Budgel told me to play Living End. Uh, shout out Lane Budgel. And I just crushed the RP2Q and I went to Atlanta. But when I was there, I was like, okay, I'm obviously bad. I didn't prepare well. I kind of got lucky to even be there. But but I knew what to do to get to the next Pro Tour. And that was to really invest. So I started playing a lot with this team called the Pro Path Crew. And the Pro Path Crew was a bunch of Alberta Magic players who simply wanted to get to the Pro Tour. Brian Sue was the head of the team, and a lot of players looked up to him as someone who had been to a Pro Tour, and he was trying to get back to another Pro Tour. He very clearly was good enough to be at a Pro Tour. He was one of our best local players, but for whatever reason, he just wasn't really winning anymore. And I could get into that, but that's probably a better episode for another day, and maybe I'll even have Brian on one day to talk about it. Now... During this creation of this team and when I joined it, Brian was kind of leading it as a coalition of players trying to get better. 
and a lot of them got better and they were able to teach Brian things and he was able to teach them things to the point where he qualified for another pro tour. And that was really awesome. Like it worked for him, but that wasn't all that it was about all those same people. He wanted them to also qualify for the pro tour. So he kept pouring into the team over the time that I was on the team. Dean McLaren qualified for a pro tour and I qualified for two pro tours and Attila Fur qualified for a pro tour. We sent uh, people to RPTQs for a while, like Brett Steele went to multiple RPTQs trying to get to the pro tour. Zach Turchansky finally qualified for a pro tour as one of our players who was top eighting every PTQ, but just wasn't converting for whatever reason. Chantel Campbell has been a part of this group and very close to making her mark and getting to a pro tour. There, there's more people within this that I haven't even interacted with as much as that first iteration of the group and their success has gone on since I've been a part of, you know, my own new era of magic where I'm not really competing on a team. I'm just kind of playing more casually while I'm acting. Uh, and, and so the, this last pro tour I went to was kind of unrelated to the team. But during my time on that team, I just saw people really pouring in and really investing. And why I'm sharing that story is because as a, as a team, we went to Calgary and we competed against the Calgarian teams that were very similar. There was a group that called themselves the Gooses. There was a group that called themselves Team Badgers. There's a group called the Bus Drivers. There's other teams that aren't even those three that I wasn't as intertwined with, but they had this kind of team system down there that we didn't really have here. We just kind of had a team that anyone who really wanted to grind and just wanted to, you know, play, just all kind of were in this big group. But these small factions that I described, they were really cool because they got to achieve the next level of testing that we were missing out in our group. You know, the deep, intricate, you've, you've been talking, you've been really sharing, you know, a lot of success came out of the bus drivers, you know, they really propped each other up and people went to the pro tour, like, uh, Sean Gifford, who is a very good player locally, um, who was a part of this group and, uh, Tyler Bloom went on to win a GP and Rob Smith wanted, won a GP. He's, he's actually top eight in multiple Tyler, I think is at three. Um, and there was lots of other players on this team that were just, you know, great players. Jennifer Krotz was on one of those teams. And so, you know, as I'm kind of rambling, uh, because tonight for me, I was just so hyped all day about these three players in the top eight, because we're part of this storied group of players in Alberta who I only know a segment of the stories and I'm only connected to a segment of the people, but there's a lot of people who really want to go to a pro tour and are really trying to actively get there. And a lot of them are multiple steps behind people who have been to the pro tours, but they don't care. They just want to keep getting better. They just want to keep learning to the point where they then all of a sudden become the leaders of groups of friends where they've never even been to a pro tour, but they're the leader of the group of friends 
and our community is booming. We, we have face-to-face -face events in Alberta that get 250 people to for the main events. And lots of people that I mentioned in, in my name drops earlier skipped it because they were going GPs and playing online PTQs instead of the 5K. You know, Alberta is a very, very powerful province in the grand scheme of things. And I, I'm not saying we're better than other places or worse than other places. It almost doesn't matter to me what the other places are doing in this conversation, because all I'm saying is there's a lot of awesome people in Alberta really trying to get to the Pro Tour. And to me, that's really cool. I've been so happy to be a part of it all and watching it all and being an administrator on the MTG Alberta group. And we always have a joke about our banner on the group because the second anyone qualifies for the Pro Tour, the banner for our group is just their picture. And it's fun to, I love to click on the banner and just scroll back sometimes and just keep going back to the right. And you just see so many pictures. You know, we, we joked at GP Toronto when I top aided, we had uh, Jared Gashadi was one of our players who, you know, everyone kind of knows he's really good, but he just hasn't been to a pro tour. And, uh, you know, there's lots of reasons why, and he's, you know, kind of negative to some people in the community. And I'm not going to get into, you know, anything personal outside of magic play, but if we're talking magic play, you know, he's fierce, he's really good. He's not someone you ever want to play against, no matter what you think about, uh, anything else. And, and Jared's a good friend of mine. I just want to say, and, um, I, I really think the guy has, has an amazing heart and, uh, I think he's a good magic player. I just think sometimes people, people are learning how to, uh, verbalize in, in a magic sport, as opposed to a sport sport, you know, the same kind of feelings because sports has its own culture and esports has its own culture and magic has its own culture. But anyways, I'm digressing. This is how I think. Um, I didn't think I would do a podcast where I just spoke openly and, and ranted from my heart, but today brought so much emotion that I just decided I want to share what I honestly feel. So I'm going to go back to my main point. Alberta has a lot of people that are trying to get good at magic and we're coming for the pro tour and we're not doing it because we think we're better than other provinces and we're not doing it because we want some big rivalry within Canada or saying Canada is better than other countries. We're doing it because we have the luxury of living three hours from each other and just wanting to qualify for the pro tour and just wanting to succeed at magic and just wanting to get better. Because we love this game. We love the puzzle. We love the challenge. We believe in ourselves and our friends, even people that join the groups that are newer, that obviously are missing fundamental understandings. We love the thirst for the game. And the legacy has been passed on from the Murray Evanses, who were child phenoms that went on to be just utter beasts on the pro tour when they played using cards to untap Ronin's <laughs> splicing, <laughs> untap twiddle <laughs> onto Ronin's to block 
as three threes for a mana while also glacial raying something else. Like if you haven't seen the interview with Murray Evans and Brian David Marshall about his deck to top eight, I think it was Pro Tour Nagoya, Champions of Kamigawa, Rochester draft. That is a great one to watch because he solved something that other people weren't doing and found an angle in limited. And it didn't matter if it was good or bad. It mattered that it was good then. And he attacked the fact that people were misevaluating combinations of cards because they weren't getting the same kind of practice that he was because his brother was just as good as him. And all the people around him at Alberta were as good as him, you know, uh, it's it's been a great story. Sean McLaren is another Albertan who jumps to mind because he's won a pro tour. He's top eight in another pro tour. He's been successful on the GP circuit and he's done it by himself. But one factor that's undeniable is the by himself involved playing against Albertans and decimating us and losing to us. I played against him in the finals of the champs. I didn't win. He outplayed me. Not only did he outplay me, but he <laughs> used Sacred Mesa. And I, I didn't even know how powerful that card was. I discarded a Mortify to a compulsive research because Sean just came up with the Sacred Mesa deck and it wasn't what anyone else was playing. It wasn't like anything I'd seen before. And oh, it's a deep blue light control deck. Why would I want my creature removal? You know, it, it just wasn't what I was thinking about because Sean was that good that he could just outthink us at control decks. You know, playing Enduring Ideal for Nat's top eight, he just barely missed. And it was mostly because of Limited he didn't top eight because he was just playing this blue-white Enduring Ideal standard deck. that I think he, he might have even top eighted, but anyways, when I get really hyped about magic, my brain just goes on complete spiral. So I'm going to get back to the point. Jennifer Kratz top-aided a Grand Prix with two GP champions who are both incredible Magic players. I am proud of Alberta. I wanted to just put this out there and then listen back and see if it's something that I wanted to publish. And my grind today, how I'm going to try and get to the Pro Tour, is to just keep playing against Albertans and start going to more local events. And even though I'm a bronze level pro right now, so I can't play PPTQs, I can go to those PPTQs and I can ask these players to play test on the side. That's an asset I have. And if you want to qualify for the pro tour like I do, and if you think that you might be able to benefit from the people around you at your local events, at your PPTQs, at the 5Ks you go to, in your friend groups where you might be much better than the people around you, pour into them, play with them, train them, be their friend, but teach them because they're going to get better than you and then they're going to teach you. That's what friends do. That's what crews do. That's what the pros do. Tyler, Jen, Rob, they lost to Team Genesis. 
Brad Nelson, BBD, Seth Manfield, you know, people that a few years ago were Star City players, were not quite on the Pro Tour, might be people that when they're crushing worlds kind of get semi-mocked in a weird, not cool way, but pretty unfair way that Seth got mocked. Just kind of like for his hair and awkwardness and his interview where he showed emotion, which was kind of new to Magic at the time. But now, what a blessing that is, that vulnerability is, because we get interviews like Christian Calcano. We get displays like Gary Campbell, people really showing what they feel. We get GP matches where Frank Scarin is 13-0 and and is playing for top eight. Not for him, for his opponent. And when Frank Scarin is playing against his opponent, he loses and his opponent is elated. Go back and watch the match and watch his reaction. He then is congratulating his, his friends are congratulating him. He's showing his emotion. He's overwhelmed. He's so happy. He just obviously qualified for the pro tour and Frank sits there calmly. And then when he's let him feel what he's supposed to feel, he then calmly looks at him and he says something. You can't really tell what it is if you're watching on Twitch, but he says like, I, how did, did you have this in your hand? I think he said, did you have this in your hand? And then the guy calms down and starts talking to him. And then he debriefs the game and kind of tells him what he was playing around. And the other guy explained how he sideboarded. And because they have this quick strategic discussion, they learned from each other and they grew as magic players. That had just been 18 minutes. And I needed to take a quick water break. But I spent a lot of time today thinking about what I wanted this podcast to be. And I wanted this podcast to be me honestly speaking about what I'm doing to qualify for the Pro Tour. And anyone who knows me in my personal life will tell you I'm a talker. I love sharing stories. I like going on rants where I derail myself to just share stories, not because I want to distract or confuse people, but because the people around us, the situations you've been in, the encounters you've had are incredibly important to you qualifying for the Pro Tour. The people who have taught you and the people around you that are so much better than you that you don't know yet, those people are the route to the Pro Tour. Your friends or your Twitter friends or the commentator that you spectate and mod for and type messages to and ask questions to and learn from. The people that are teaching you magic are part of your story and your route to the Pro Tour. So when I 
say I'm going to have a podcast and a content creation channel where I want to teach people how to get to the Pro Tour. I'm going to share about decks. I'm going to share about strategies. I'm going to share about my work ethic in Magic to try and inspire some people who don't play every day to at least play every day. But I'm also going to share stories. And I'm going to share from my heart and my perspective. And I didn't do a big introduction to the podcast when I started because I didn't know what I wanted my voice to be. I didn't know if I wanted music to be incorporated or for it to always be a certain tone. And I was trying to appeal to what I thought people might want to listen to. But I just decided that the only way I could possibly teach someone how to qualify for the Pro Tour is to, at the very base level, on a human-to-human level, plea that you take a serious consideration of pouring more into your friends around you. The people you like hanging around with that also want to qualify for the Pro Tour. Pour into them. Now, if they're people you don't really know that well yet, but they respect you, pour into them. Teach them. If there are people that you might even think, wow, they're so much better than me. Why do they hang around with me? But we just have fun. They might just be your friend. They might think you're awesome and it's okay that you're worse at magic than them. Just keep being their friend and ask them to teach you, ask them to play against you. You will get better from the people around you. Living in Alberta has taught me how to play magic, the gathering because Everyone around me was better than me. And people that will come out of retirement out of nowhere, like Mike Hanfield, who used to be this PP2Q nightmare end boss in my city that I never wanted to play in like Rochester draft top eights or booster draft top eights because I just wouldn't win, suddenly decides they want to go to a magic tournament. And so they play a PP2Q and just beat everyone. It's a minefield. You have people showing up at PPTQs that you think you were a silver pro last year. We dodged you for a year. Why are you back in my field? Look around you. I, I want you to start thinking about your friends. And so that's the end of week one. And it's a really hype, passionate, heartfelt, ranting type of day for me. And that's because Jennifer Krotz just qualified for her first Pro Tour. And when I used to travel with the Pro Path crew to Calgary to play PPTQs, they also had 1K tournaments and the Century Box Player of the Year race with cash prizes. And we would come down and Brian would smash these tournaments. I would, I punted out of a lot of tournaments, but I I actually spiked one or two 
I got pretty lucky. I'm not going to lie. And I don't want you to think, oh, he's just saying that. I actually played really bad and drew a couple two-outers to kind of get myself out of some messes. The rest of the tournament, I played pretty tight, but I digress. In these tournaments, I didn't just play against Tyler Blooms and Cody Crosmans and Truman Yees and Rob Smiths and Sean Giffords and Robbie Smiths who have like top eight GPs and been to PTs. I didn't just play against that caliber of player. I also played against players like Jennifer Krotz who I may have won more matches against at first, but every time I drove back, Every single time I saw improvement, every single time. It's so obvious to me that people who look around and listen and learn, as opposed to trying to just do their own thing or be right, are smashing their way to the pro tours. And I really believe in my heart, I really, really, truly believe that so many people out there who want to qualify for a Pro Tour can qualify for a Pro Tour. Because not enough people are just looking around them at their own communities and their own friend groups and they're not trying to learn from the people around them. And I'm laughing and it, I'm not laughing at people because it's not funny. I'm laughing because I really think the answer is so simple and it's finally happening. It's happening all through social media. It's happening all through Twitter. It's happening all through content creation. And it's happening all through basements, like Lucas Seau's basement, where people are just coming together and they're doing it and they're crushing. Like Genesis is crushing. Like the Jessup brothers are crushing. <laughs> The answer is so simple that someone just has to be the person to tell everyone in the world to do it. I don't think I'm going to be that person, but I think that some pro is about to be that person. I think that with Magic Arena and with the surge of social media influence, and with what's been happening in Magic over the past few years where Loading Ready Run is propelling, Tolarian is propelling, Magic content is getting 2.6 million views on YouTube for a match of Magic. It's happening. And PPTQ circuits are about to change worldwide very soon. And Magic Online, which is already extremely hard to qualify for, is about to change very soon. <laughs> because I think people are finally starting to learn to listen.
That's my daily grind. I'll catch you tomorrow where I'm planning on playing a lot of magic because I have a PP to Q that I want to play online this week in limited to try and get myself a token to a PTQ this weekend. I think my best chance to get to the Pro Tour right now is limited. So this week, I'm going to get there. I'm going to work really hard. And I'm spiking this PPTQ. And I'm spiking this PTQ. Because one week from today, I'm hoping to bring you a hype cast just like this about Doug P.